This is the Darren Paltrowcast with Darren Paltrowitz. I've been interviewing musicians, comedians, and all sorts of entertainers for almost 20 years. Joan Rivers, Flavor Flav, Paris Hilton, members of Guns N' Roses and the Eagles, and countless others. This show is about artists and why they do what they do. Fred Stoller is a popular actor, comedian, and writer. I'm so, oh God, already noise. Is, <laughs> is this unmanageable? I could think of another spot. You're if you want, I could clean my apartment. You could come there in an hour or two. No, we don't want to put you out on that. No, I want to clean it anyway. <laughs> Very recognizable for his work on Seinfeld, Everybody Loves Raymond, and Friends. A few years ago, Fred put out his first book, Maybe We'll Have You Back, which is about his life as a perennial guest star in television shows. His latest book is Five Minutes to Kill, an Amazon Kindle single about the 1989 HBO Young Comedian special. Being that Fred has been on dozens of TV shows, plenty of movies, and written multiple books after a successful career in stand-up comedy, I want to know how he describes what he does. It's so hard because that's the hard thing about dating, explaining myself. When they go, how do you eat? What do you make money from? I really, I was a stand-up during the comedy boom in the 80s, got burnt out to it, briefly toured with Norm. Some acting here and there, some voiceovers. I'm trying to write more. My memoirs, those stories. I next asked Fred about his writing process and what inspires him to be a writer. I think when I was younger, I associated writing with trying to come up with ideas that would sell or being on staff, and I was always intimidated by that game. It took me a while to have confidence to write what I'd like to write and not worry where it fits in. So I wrote the memoir, Maybe We'll Have You Back, about being the guest star actor many years ago. And as I always say, it was before PDF, so I'd print up this paper, go to Kinko's, it was expensive, to send it to a literary agent in New York, and they'd say this is interesting, but not gritty enough, not not successful, not sexual enough, so I kind of gave up on that, and just... It sat in my computer, but my friend Steve Scrovan said, oh, you should explore more writing. A few friends read it. So then I I wrote this uh, short story, Fred and Vinny, uh, Vinny, about this friend of mine. And then Steve, that same guy, said, let's try to make this into a movie. Luckily, he had money. He was a writer on Raymond Nine Seasons, so he was able to put the money up. And finally, someone told me about Kindle singles. That led to my Seinfeld year, where I siphoned off a chapter of my book, and that led to a book. And so as I got older and out of the game of trying to come up with showbiz ideas, this seemed to uh, added a game of showbiz a mm-hmm. little bit. So this seems to be what I'm pursuing. As a writer for film, book, and stand-up projects, I was curious if Fred's creative process is different from project to project. When I did stand-up, I would try my best to sit in a room and write 20 jokes or force myself to write jokes about earrings or any magazines and it never really worked i hardly ever most of my jokes either hit me or from real life and same thing with the prose writing where i maybe i don't have a good imagination but uh it took me a while just to accept that just write what happened and stuff hi i live on the edge 
One of the projects that Fred Stoller is most known for is his Thrill Seeker music video. The song actually went to number one on the Dr. Demento charts and remains something of a cult favorite on the internet. I think I thought like every actor guy, what could I do? This is before viral, but how to get attention. And, uh, and Law McDowell makes fun of me because I thought it was like rapping Rodney. I was on an escalator, I let go of the handrail. Then I put both arms up in the air. You know, he did rapping Rodney. But there's a big difference, Norm points out, that Rodney Dangerfield was a superstar. He had stars in his video. They already knew his uh, no respect thing. Actually, someone sent it to Dr. Demento, and it was number one for a few weeks. So is there any possibility of Fred Stoller recording another single? No. As a native of New York City, I asked Fred if he grew up going to concerts and what kind of music he likes. You know, I'm, I, with my social anxiety, and it's, it's never fun. It's fun if you're sitting in the front row and know every song, but it's just stressful. And I had some bad experiences. I don't want to put down the dead, but I saw David Bowie a long time ago. And he was going through what a lot of artists go through where I'm not going to sing my hits. And I saw Todd Rundgren, who I love, where I saw him. And I, I mean, I love not just his hits. I love so much of his stuff. They just played the new album. Yeah, I had a few not great experiences, but my last concert. Wow, I, I can't remember. I'm sure it'll hit me. The first one I ever went to, I saw the Jay Gulls band, uh, New Riders of the Purple Sage, in Jersey, Meadowlands. I saw Springsteen in the Garden a long, long time ago. Um, yeah, he, I know almost all his songs. I like when you know almost all their songs. I, I used to sell bootleg t-shirts at rock concerts, and I, I, that's one of the things I have guilt about, because I rip people off, because small, medium, large, and I would just put a sticker in each one. That's one of the things I'm being punished for. I also asked Fred if he's able to enjoy the experience of going to a live comedy show. No, I really don't. I, um, the whole vibe of hanging out, the thing I was telling you earlier in our other interview, no, I'm just kidding. I never grew up in love with the art of stand-up comedy. I wasn't adverse with it growing up in the 70s. I love character actors. I love watching the Bob Newhart show and seeing Jack Riley, Mr. Carlin, Herb Edelman, weird character actors. Ron Liebman, do you know who he is? Some George Siegel, who I ended up becoming friendly with. I just loved these little parts, and and I always gravitated towards that. So I never was in love with these people that I never. There's uh, there's nothing I'd like to do for a long time, even an orgy. I'll say about Norm. At this point in the interview, I had not yet asked or mentioned about comedy legend Norm MacDonald, but Fred volunteered some interesting information. Norm MacDonald is great. I toured with him. But even someone as great as that, I don't want to see it for an hour and a half. Maybe I'm a, maybe I'm a TV person. Louis C.K. is amazing. And I watch his uh, special in increments, you know, 20 minutes at a time. I think I associate live performing with anxiety because in L.A., I used to be talked into going to see your one-man show, your one-woman show, your play. And then you're watching it, and it's 
god-awful or it's masturbatory and then the obligation to get up and say it was good. I asked Fred if his preference for shorter, more concise entertainment had anything to do with his stand-up comedy revolving around one-liners. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point, yes. Yeah, I, I think in and out, and yes, I was never a guy that could tell a long tale, like, can't think of an example, like Larry Miller, do you know who he is? Oh, nice. Yes, he would tell like a 10-minute tale, and with stand-up, for me at least, when I compare it to prose, thought it hurts on praying, um, some Arabic prayer, but... Um, my act doesn't go as deep. It's a little superficial. I don't mean corny and lame about airline jokes, but da-da-da, get a laugh. Da-da-da, get a laugh. And I could just paint a, a, a broader story or a sadder or more deep without worrying about laugh every 12 seconds. When talking with Fred, I asked him if writing his new book, Five Minutes to Kill, was an enjoyable experience for him. Yeah, it, w- it was good to get out of my head. It was sort of being a reporter in one way and a detective that I was trying to get the story about all six people and their lives. And it was it was actually very enjoyable. And it was hard to track people down and bug people to sit with me. But I needed five specific stories. And some didn't want to be part of it. Some stories were sad. Some were intense. Some were... Uh, some, peop- some comedians didn't want to talk to me. Uh, one guy was best friends with Warren Thomas. I'll mention his name. I don't care. Good guy. Uh, Greg Proops. But he said it was too emotional. It was his best friend. So... Um, I'm not saying anything derogatory. So it was fun reliving a lot of those times. Um, People love talking about it. It was fun just uh, meeting up with a lot of people. And uh, people like to uh, rehash those 80s, 90s days. And I, you know, and made some friends. It's cathartic. I enjoyed it a lot. When a person is writing a book and they're in their own head, it doesn't quite take as long as it does to write a book that features other people's voices and stories. So I asked Fred how long it took to write this new book. Hmm, it's hard to say. It could be five, six months, maybe longer. Um, as many people as I can who knew the special, who knew the people in it, friends of theirs, wives, kids. And then I tried to um, uh, do an outline with pivotal points in everyone's life. It was a long process. I recorded the interviews. Sometimes there was one funny story. One was at a Korean barbecue, and the sizzling was too loud. And I tried. I paid people to transcribe it, and they just wrote "sizzle." We can't hear it. When talking to Fred, he'd mentioned that his first book, "Maybe We'll Have You Back," took almost a decade to come out. I asked why that was the case. I gave up. I, you know, people saying he's not famous enough. We want a happy ending. We wish there was more sex. My joke was me too. <laughs> it wasn't gritty enough. It wasn't like, you know, these books. I'm in AA. I've been in rehab. I've been in sex rehab. Like the late Robert Schimmel had books. He had cancer. He was a drug addict. You know, it has that hook. Mine, the hook wasn't famous enough. So it sat my computer. I could just send the whole manuscript to a few friends for the hell of it. And they go, hey, I like this. You should revisit uh, this. Someone I knew knew someone at Kindle Singles. And like I said, we did one chapter my Seinfeld year. And it did well, which led to a book agent. And then I added another like 10,000 words to what was sitting in my computer, updated it. I asked Fred if the book has been getting the kind of feedback that he was hoping it would. Not that specifically, but they said it was sweet, like Drew Carey reached out to me. He 
He laughed. He cried. Uh, Rob Schneider was moved. I don't know if he was moved to tears, but he was good friends with Drake. Sure. Um, Sather and Warren Thomas who were in the special. So a lot of people were really moved. I'm going to just try to do more stuff with my mother and my misfit meandering life. I just have quirky stories I'm hoping people could relate to about social anxiety, not fitting in. Um, I just want to just try to write more of my own voice and, you know, uh, my misfit experience, but maybe it's more relatable than I think. In addition to working on his ebooks, I asked Fred if he has any plans for another single, maybe even the 25th anniversary release of Thrill Seeker. <laughs> Wait a minute. Is it 25 years? Now that's a funny idea. <laughs> the 25th. Oh, my, oh, sorry for banging. That's so ridiculous. It's almost a good idea. Actually, the way the Thrill Seeker came about was... Um, I was on David Brenner. I did a, a bit called The Thrill Seeker, a video. And then I got let go. And I said, maybe this could work in my act. No, I bumped into someone. I like those Thrill Seeker. So then I just started doing them in my act. I drank milk that expired yesterday. I don't care. I live on the edge. 25 years. You're only here till Wednesday. I need more ideas from you. When doing interviews, I often like to close them by asking if the person has any last words for the kids. I don't specify who the kids are, what sort of advice they should be given, what sort of last words they should be offering. So I kind of let them say what it is they want. So, Fred, any last words for the kids? The kids. Well, uh, whoever you are, don't make the mistakes I made. Have confidence. Don't try jokes out on everyone or whatever you write. Just, just express your own thing, and and you have a right to do that. And I can't think of any other words. Um, I, 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 I'm ta- taking a break from Facebook. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram. I'm taking a break till I get some concerned emails. Like Fred, are you okay? Hey, if I don't get any, I'm mad. I'm gonna go back on and and join and leave again. Nothing. No one's worried about me. Damn it. That was my conversation with the one and only Fred Stoller. <laughs> Is this your first time in farmers market? No, hers. Yes. But you found me upstairs. Well, thanks for listening to the Darren Paltrow cast with Darren Paltrowitz. This and other Team Mensch podcasts go to www.teammensch.com. Thank you. I appreciate it. All right. That was great.